Ridley. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in again if you're a repeat listener. Uh, Today's episode, I dig deep into redundancy and retirement for those people that are finishing up work uh, during COVID-19 and um, the associated economic impacts of that. If that's not you, uh, if you're not between the ages of 60 and 65, maybe there's someone in your life that is. Uh, There's a fair bit of value in this and I really emphasise the point of not waiting until things go back to normal, whatever normal might look like, before you start to get your retirement affairs in order. There's a whole lot of opportunity to do things sooner rather than later, particularly whilst the share market has somewhat reduced from levels that that they were a couple of months back. I hope you get some value from this. As I said, if it's not for you, maybe there's someone in your life that it is of value and it would mean the world to me if you could share it with them. Thank you. Hello, uh, welcome back to another SMSF Diaries uh, video. I haven't used this name or this series for, for more than a couple of years now. In this video, we're gonna really dig deep into the specifics around pensions from superannuation. So it's not necessarily just relevant to self many super, uh, but those particularly focusing in on those between the ages of 60 and 65. I've been dealing with a few clients in, in the last little while, uh, bank employees that have been made redundant through all, not necessarily all that's going on with, with, with COVID-19, uh, but just the ordinary redundancy cycle that, that a lot of the banks go through. Given what's going on with the banks at the moment, I suspect there might be a little bit more of that to come, if not from them, from other corporates. Uh, and so there might be some value in this for you. Uh, we're going to get deep. Uh, it's going to be quite techy. If that's not your, your your space or no interest, you can kind of pass on to the to the next video. Uh, but I wanted to start with the importance of trying to get money into the superannuation environment in the first place. So for people between the ages of 60 and 65, uh, it, it really is the optimal or, or kind of the, the, the golden years of superannuation where you're able to put money in subject to caps and those kind of things. You can take money out if you're retired without having to um, to, to pay tax on, on, on taking the money out. So really is the optimal time frame there. The first point that I wanted to touch on was getting money into the super environment in the first place. Under the age of 65, you can keep putting money in provided you've got less than $1.6 million. Now, why is that important and why am I bringing that up at the moment? Um, with with all that's going on, uh, we're seeing a lot of superannuation balances have come off, you know, 10, 15, 20% for the financial year. Uh, some more so depending on how aggressively your, your balances might be invested with wherever your superannuation is at the moment. This $1.6 million test, they look at the previous 30 June balance. So we're only a couple of months now away from the end of the financial year. Uh, if stock markets don't recover dramatically over the next coming couple of months, chances are your superannuation balance for the end of this financial year will likely be less than it was the year before. Uh, and if you were someone that already had more than $1.6 million in superannuation, you might find that your balance has dropped below 1.6 if you're around that level, which potentially opens the door to further super contributions. So something to, to, to explore and something we're exploring with clients at the moment is can they now contribute more money to superannuation when last financial year we thought that they were already capped out. But for those that have been made redundant or have taken a redundancy package uh, in this current financial year that we're in, uh, is looking at maximizing the pre-tax super uh, contributions that you can make. So you know, salary sacrifice arrangements, personal tax deductible arrangements, um, can help limit the, the, the tax liability that you have on, on that big redundancy payment. 
Um, for those in self-managed superannuation, there's a strategy, and, and I won't go into the detail here, of, of you know, potentially getting a double deduction for super contributions in one year. Uh, and that's, that's something that we're exploring with a few clients at the moment too. The, the next thing that we move on to is, um, is exploring the right superannuation structure for the next stage of life. So you know, whilst your existing work default superannuation fund might have been fine for you working through and accumulating the balance up, just understanding how that works when you roll over to the pension phase and you actually start to, to live off that, how the investments work, how they manage the, the, the flow of payments out to you, uh, we often find that a lot of the default superannuation funds uh, are probably a little bit lacking in, in, in that regard uh, and that often they're set up in a way where they're selling assets. So, so selling some of the units, selling some of the assets month after month after month to pay the pension payments. Uh, if you're going through events like we've been in the last six weeks or so where, where balances have dropped off significantly, those pension funds are, are still selling assets through all of that. So the more you sell at the bottom, you know, as low as things have gotten uh, lately, the more you sell at the bottom, the, the more you erode your capital, the less you have to grow and, and, and provide that retirement income into the future. Uh, so a lot of work being done at the moment on, on making sure clients are in the right pension structure. Their, their existing super and accumulation structure may have been fine, but when you flip over to the pension phase, is there something that, that's maybe a little bit more appropriate that can support the income that you need? Uh, coming out of there rather than the, than the accumulation of assets, which will have been the, the focus for, for the years up until now. So turning on the, 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 the tap, as we call it, or starting to take draw money from the superannuation environment in the form of a pension and doing it sooner rather than later. Uh, so for a lot of people that have uh, have been made redundant or retiring through all of this, chances are there's, there's likely some type of payout that you're receiving, whether it's uh, accumulated leave, long service leave balances, annual leave balances, those kind of things, uh, where they receive a, a, a big lump sum of cash that's paid out. Now, ordinarily you'd think, certainly in the, in the, in the current environment, that if you've been given this lump sum of cash, you're probably thinking, well, I don't need to access my superannuation at the moment and I don't really want to because the balance has come off, I'll just live off the cash for a little while and then I'll reassess my, my situation in the future. Uh, there's a couple of key points in here, and this is getting really into some of the finer detail about how your benefits are made up that I really encourage you exploring starting a pension from your superannuation arrangements sooner rather than later. Um, behind the scenes, your, your, your benefit is made up of two components. Uh, one's called a taxable component and one is a tax-free. Uh, if you're over the age of 60, really this makes no difference to you. Over the age of 60, withdrawals from superannuation are completely tax-free. But it does make a difference if, if and when your accumulated benefits and this passes on to future beneficiaries, so not, not, not your, your, your spouse or your partner, but adult children is, is often the case. That's when uh, this breakup between taxable and tax-free money makes a big difference. So the taxable money is taxable in a non-dependent adult beneficiary's hands at 17%. Now, if you've got a lot of money in super, that, that very quickly becomes a very big tax bill. Now, Getting back to the, the benefits that you've got at the moment. So the tax-free money that you've got, that's depending on how money's gone into superannuation in the first place, but the tax-free money, that's generally a fixed dollar amount. And as your balance goes up and down with market movements, that's just, you have either more taxable component if the balance is going up, or if like we've seen lately, the balance has come down, you have less taxable component. But again, this tax-free amount is, 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 is fixed. When you roll over your benefit into a pension account though, 
at the time that you roll over into a pension account, the, the dollar value that you have in tax-free component, the dollar value that you have in taxable component are locked in at percentages. So then any further increase or decrease in your account balance is in proportion to those percentages. So what we've seen at the moment is that for most accumulation balances, they've dropped away. So reduction in this taxable component, the tax-free component stayed the same. If you're to lock in that money in a pension account now, those proportions stay the same. And if we get any further growth in markets from here onwards, you're gonna see an increase in your tax-free component and, and, and those, those proportions stay the same. This makes a big difference, not, to, not necessarily to you, but to your adult beneficiaries. The other big thing there, and back to this $1.6 million cap that I spoke about, this $1.6 million also applies if you're on the pension side. So you can only start a pension with up to $1.6 million of money. Now, if you've started a pension with call it 1.6, if you've got enough and you've, you've fully utilized your cap, that pension account can grow past $1.6 million and it's perfectly fine. Balance has dropped, 1.6 is here, they were above, it's now dropped below. If that person started a pension account now and the account balance grows back up to 1.75, they can have all of that money in the pension account and it all have, all have the tax-free earnings. Now once you start a pension account, there is a requirement that you actually take some money out to satisfy the rules of, the rules of that pension account. With all that's going on with COVID and the government's response to that, they've reduced the amount of money that people need to take from superannuation via pensions uh, to meet their pen minimum pension requirements. So that's halved for this current year that we're in now and halved for, for next year. Uh, so for those that have been made redundant, have you know, potentially received quite a, a, a nice cash payment from, from, their, from their employer, they might not need the money. And, and so taking advantage of these reduction in, in the minimum pension requirements is quite advantageous for those people. And then again, back to the, what I was saying right at the start of the video uh, around this $1.6 million cap on putting money in, you might find that, uh, uh, that you can take a smaller amount of money out, satisfy your pension requirements, and just put that money back into superannuation. Major advantage with pension accounts uh, is the tax-free earnings. So you transition your accumulated balance across from a tax-paying accumulation account to a tax-free pension account. You know, for, for many people, depending on the balance, they were talking potentially tens of thousands of dollars a year in tax savings just by switching from the accumulation account to the pension account. Then the last point on, on, on pensions that I wanted to talk about uh, was, was, was the type. So uh, you can nominate a beneficiary of your pension account uh, you can also nominate what, what's known as a reversionary beneficiary. So upon the passing of the primary pensioner, that money would revert to the secondary pensioner uh, instantaneously. Uh, that has some major advantages tied in with this $1.6 million pension rules that, that, that came in. When you receive a reversionary pension, the government gives you 12 months to sort out your superannuation benefits. So whatever you had, plus whatever you've received as a, as a, as a death benefit from some, someone else in the form of a reversionary pension, the government gives you 12 months to sort out what you're going to do with your superannuation affairs. So what you get there is the advantage of being able to receive your own tax-free pension, plus the deceased person's tax-free pension as a reversionary benefit for up to 12 months. It's really a deferral of tax for 12 months. And depending on the dollars that are involved, that can actually be a very big saving as well. So 
we're really exploring with a lot of clients the use of this reversionary pension. We always used it a lot in the past, we're using it a whole lot more now. Um, so as I said right at the start, this has been a, a, a quite a deep techie video. It's gone on for a little while now, so if you're still with me, thanks for watching. Um, if it's not you, if there is someone that you know or someone uh, within your family unit, your employee, an employee, colleague, something like that, that is in that sweet spot, 60 to 65, has just been made redundant and is wondering what to do, uh, I'd love to speak, uh, reach out. You can contact me directly through here. Thanks. Thanks for listening to my humble little podcast. If you've taken anything from it or you think someone might get some value from it, would love if you could spread the word up to about 400 odd listens so far, which is just incredible. Thank you. I really do appreciate you listening. Thank you.